Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Villalucci Podcast. Honest, uncensored, and unedited discussions about life and everything in it. So sit back, relax, and let's start the show. That's right. And it's really not about necessarily the ballet or that. Well, no. It's about the pattern of behavior that attracted you or attracted that person. Again, so you actually just had the same experience and the same result, the same outcome. No, but what I was going to say, the second one that went on was the opposite of her. Because she was a Cuban girl at, mm-hmm. what's the English National? Is that what it's called? Yeah, so there is the English, na- yeah, yeah. English oh, National shit, Ballet. The best name. We're not recording now, are we? No. I can't remember her name. Give me some planets. Venus. 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 Uranus. V- Venus Villa. <laughs> Ur- Uranus. Fabulous. That's not really a planet anymore, but apparently. No, was, I think they've they've taken it. Off. It's not. Yeah, that's that right. Was just a joke. That was a joke. That was, was some scientist having a joke. An ancient Greek joke. No, but joke. she was like <laughs> no, early stage ballet. <laughs> no, she just a request, really. Here. Okay. Have so you ever heard a Greek astronomer making a request? But listen to, to, listen to she, she had just yes. come over here. Yeah. But. She, she reminded me of like anybody that's the first stage or something where they're trying to show that they're a ballerina. Yeah, and they're not yeah. really so there. She's very stoic, very not, not bothered about anything else other than the ballet. Couldn't yeah, talk. it's and career oriented. I just oriented. thought, two minutes into sitting with her, the first time we had a date, yeah, I she... thought, oh no, because now I'm too polite to... But maybe the pattern was that you were attracted to her because she was a ballerina, mm-hmm. and then you discovered... Oh, I fancy <laughs> that. <I> fancy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing was, she... The, it was like, to me, it was like, because the girl, well, we're not recording because he has a habit of slip. I don't want to. Right, is this recording? Just don't say names. We're on Facebook. Don't say any oh, names. I hope right. not. I mean, not yet, anyway. Because rumor has it a lot of people in Cuba can dance pretty well, so. I right, don't think they'll figure They'll all think you're talking about them. There's a story. They can Theo. Are you a good dancer then? No, I don't believe in men dancing. I think it's a... <laughs> no sandals, no dancing. <sighs> You don't believe in it. There's nothing like a man. Who, right, there's nothing right. like a man who can dance. You know, in, like yeah, throughout most ancient cultures, it was men. Oh, well, on my own. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. Oh, well, that's good. As long as you do it on your own. But it's like I said to you before, <laughs> we're on the podcast. Before each show, actually, we catch yeah, you in the do back. we all do it? Yeah, it when I when I see guys using hair dryers, still to this day, it's odd to me. Well, it would be odd if you some some men some men have to. Yeah. My kids literally have hair that's like. Homer Simpson hair. I'm supposed to. I don't. That's why it's ratty. It's, it's a, it's but a do you do your hair then? No. Do you put the cream on it? I have to. It's, it's, otherwise, it's good. Yeah, because I've got some it's extra if you want it. I'll send it over to you. Gets, My husband's got a beard. It gets really... But you, yeah. you cream on your beard. You yeah, have you have to. to beard. You have to cream your beard. You have to condition it. it it's, it no, it's a cream. It's a yeah. proper beard cream. Yes. Do you need the hassle? Yes. This is why I shaved my head off when I was 20. I didn't okay, need the listen, at the risk of humiliating... Not everyone's got a nice shaped head like you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> didn't you love him in Despicable Me? He was fantastic. He oh, wasn't wow. it. It wasn't <laughs> 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 You naughty. That's the... Um, <laughs> Hey, that makes me a minion. I'm happy to Yeah, yeah, I'll be a minion. Yeah. I don't mind I being a minion. I know, I've heard of it. I've read it. It was the, I was in the Asda that I, I barred myself from going into. That's the only time when I've gone back on something I've barred myself from. So we're going to do another show someday on location from all the places Theo has been barred. Do you know, I've recently been barred. No, I barred myself. Oh, did you? I've been barred <laughs> from somewhere. I have discovered in this country about patterns that if you want to stand up for yourself or, or a mate... 
that you need to be very careful because people see it as you being aggressive or difficult. And a friend of mine was being treated really bad and she started crying by one of the staff in a pub. What's the matter? Or did you do that on purpose? No. You've done the Tom classic. I've done that in the past. It should be flipped in. You had it flipped out. And, uh, oh, that's better. Uh, That's much better. Yeah, Yeah, that's much better. Um, Yeah, so I stood, I basically stood up for her. And I wasn't even there when the incident happened. Is this a professional thing? No, this was, no, no, this was a friend. And they barred me from the, from the pub. Oh, it's just a pub. But you know what, when I was barred from a pub, I'd say, you're barred from it. I said, no, you're barred. You are barred from ever serving me again. <laughs> I never, ever, ever want to be I'm actually, re- I got very upset, actually. I, I didn't respond it. like that. I got upset. I should have enjoyed it, maybe. I took it as a feather in my head. That's right. I thought maybe because that's, I should, if I had a bucket list. By you. Yeah, I it's certainly like when, broke a pattern. But it's like when, yeah. when, when somebody you have no respect for, you know, says they don't like you. They respect, I'm like, well, good. I yeah. wouldn't want someone like you to respect. But when, you know, like, or, or, sorry, sorry. But when somebody, um, who is it? Uh, Groucho Marx said... Uh, uh, I've been he was, thrown out of better places no, he was, than this. <laughs> there was a, a Beverly Hills social club that back in the 30s and such that was like exclusively, uh, just exclusively Gentile. So like uh, successful Jewish people in Hollywood would not be allowed to join. And that was this, this sort of under the table secret. But they all knew about it, but it was just socially acceptable at that time. And so Groucho Marx, when asked about not being allowed in this uh, high-end exclusive club, he said, I wouldn't want to join a club like that that would have me for a member. Yeah. Or he wouldn't want to join <laughs> any club that would have me for a member. Yeah. I mean, why would you yeah. want that person to serve but, you or take your money yeah. or even respect you or say, oh, okay, we accept you now. Well, I don't care. Yeah, I, yeah. I well, no, there's nuances because obviously I did security for a lot of years, so I'm on the other side. I did the bar in. Yeah. But I was even like, we would, police would come round and show us pictures of people that had been troublemakers up the mm-hmm. road. So I, I just used to let people in anyway. Okay, as long as they've done nothing <laughs> well, here. Well, maybe you need to be employed there. Get yeah. me in again. No, because they'd say, oh, somebody said something to somebody and now... I think it's to do with Facebook myself because people are so used to seeing their own acceptance all the time. Yeah. They see everything that they agree with. They see... So as soon as someone disagrees, our society doesn't accept it anymore. Well, it's like, what, you are yeah. barred. We you do not belong. About, I'm going to yeah. block you on we Facebook. We spoke Google, Google before and I said that thing about... Um, what you sign up for and it's doing this stuff for you so you don't you can cut this out and cut that out right no that's the opposite of what you should be doing because you're literally making people ignorant so what do you mean um that you know the more you type something in the more it filters that rather than the other well also where does that lead to ignorance that's mental but why is that a why is that a normal thing well, it leads to love. So their main thing is connection their main mantra their purpose is connection and love so if you're, if you're constantly seeing something that you agree with, you go, oh, fantastic. That's literally, I love you even more now, Facebook. But yeah, don't you but think, but, okay, they say that, but it's really about marketing. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, well, not, of course, it's I'm targeted re- marketing. I'm it's not advertising. any sense of gratification or fulfillment or totality. But you by are, anybody's but, like. But to cut the like. bullshit, you go, where, a lot of spam. You, I'm getting more spam. You have to go, where does this end? Well, it ends with you not knowing anything, only surrounding yourself with five things and five ideas. See, the thing Sometimes you, it's quite funny, though. I've got a pet pig. Yeah. And now I get these really that weird is things. so weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> the other really day, for the first time in my life, I saw a pig in real life. 
and I said to somebody, I wouldn't mind having a pig. As oh, a he's pet. lovely. He's what a lovely we, animal. And so you've actually got one. What type of pig is it? It's a uh, kind of pop. It's a bit is of a mix. Is it pot belly pig? No, it's it's part pot belly, part common brown, and they think he's Cooney Cooney because he's he's quite kind of stumpy and he's got very pointy ears and a very long nose. Where, well, how did you get to there? Like getting a pig? Well, I'm allergic to cats and dogs, and I just thought, you know what, I'd love a yeah. That's not a, a dog like. That's not a big enough jump. That is. I don't want to see a cat and a dog. They're highly intelligent. He's yeah. super intelligent. He can be very aggressive. But no, hang on. He can be. But he's very... Is he a he's house very pig or is he... He, he does both, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Does he have a He's very door? possessive of me. Does he have a big door to come in through the house? He's got a house, yeah, and he's got his own house. Well, no, but can he pen. come into your house? Is he allowed yeah, to yeah, he'll yeah. come in if he wants to, Because they yeah. can be really territorial. I've heard... He's very loving of... He's very territorial of me. If a man comes to talk to me, he gets... He starts to grumble. Is he dog smaller? He's a... But the size of a big Alsatian. Yeah. That big? Yeah. Really? Well, anyway, stop, we digress. Stop, yeah. no, 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 I'm curious. I mean, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Tom, 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 wait, 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 wait. Do you How occasionally did you... fry bacon in the kitchen? Just oh, that's horrendous. I have out. actually, yeah. Oh, no. Steve, he picks up. My kids like bacon, so I do make them. Oh, you go. Your intention isn't to grow it and kill it. No, no, no. Gosh, no, it's no. a pest. <laughs> but, but so where did it go from a... a I want a pig. When did that first get I've said? always liked pigs. Okay. Did you grow up on... No, you didn't grow up on no, a farm. No, no. I grew up in Rome and, it, and London. Why a pig then? Where, why, did you see a film when you were no, younger? No, I just really like pigs. I think they're gorgeous. Anyway, there you go. There you go. So, but funnily enough, this is again, <laughs> again going back to acceptance because now yeah. people think I'm in... You know, I walk him down the street. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's awesome. That's fantastic. That's, that's awesome. great. Yeah. That's great. Jane yeah. Mansell used to walk an us a lot. Really? Yes. And Queen Victoria had ferrets. And there she had so many, she used to give them away as gifts to guests, and people didn't want them. Because no. They were like this, they're, quite, they're quite stinky. They're quite, they stink. Yeah. They're stink Yeah. And they're, they're. Mine has got tusks. And so yeah. Oh, yeah. There you yeah, go. I've, told, I've been heard if you actually put them and back into the wild, they will start to grow hard hair and things like that. Yeah, they'll yeah, revert yeah. very yeah. soon. Yeah. yeah. But the peacocks anyway. in Holland Park, because <laughs> Queen Victoria had so many yeah, people peacocks. People are thinking, what was it? She's obviously some sort of farmer or something. Not at all, no. So, Linda Green. Yes. So you took your mother's name. It's my husband's name, Green. Oh, your husband, Green. Yeah. Actually. Do you know the, the etymology of people's names usually? Yeah. Is that a myth that it sort of means something? Yeah. Such, some, so what would Green be? Green, they were all kind of greengrocers. They grew. In fact, my husband is very oh, good at growing. Yeah, okay. he's got really green fingers. He can... And is yeah. that green tea you're drinking? It is actually. And green tea as well. Green top. I thought she was Irish. I thought it was St. Patrick's Day. Well, you're like green It's talk. Mother's Day, actually. Oh, and I'm here. I'm blessing you with my Oh, yeah. Happy <laughs> and do you know what? <laughs> right. This is, this is sort of doubly rude. I've tried to do something nice. Mm. So I got you some little chocolates from the pound shop. Oh, how kind of And then I left them at home. And then you ate them. There you go. They're from the pound shop and I didn't even bring them in. There you go. But the thought process was And I like the way you're telling me. It's very honest. No, yeah, you have to cleanse myself. I can't carry it around in Yeah, you have to let that go. Speaking of etymology, Green Park is called Green Park. Because Charles Charles II, on his way to uh, meet one of his mistresses, would have his uh, coach driver stop and get out and pick wildflowers that grew in the park. And when his wife, Catherine de Braganzia, discovered this, she ordered her servants to rip out every single flower in the park and none more to be planted. And henceforth, it was just known as the green park. Do you know the most poisonous... What does Theo mean? That's a a woman's vengeance, isn't it? Yeah. It's God. Does it? Yeah. That's why the word Vialucci 
means way of life. Yeah, way of life. So it started to get really weird. Mm. So I said, I can't use that as much. Because I had that as my surname. I know, before I... Yeah, the Alusha. Yeah, so I can't be yeah. way of God. The people no, are going to go, no. get that. I, 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 I held back on it. I like your ambition, ad, though. Was, yeah. Sorry? I like the ambition in it. Of what? The road to, to God, to life. Yeah. I didn't even know it was life. that. It was the guy that studied Latin, who was the editor of one of the many editors of the magazine, putting it together. And he said, you know, via... Lucci moved mm. through light, light giver Lucifer, and I was like, "Oh, I can't use that. People are not going to believe that. That's, that's going to part of your duality, you see." And then I said, "Right, I can't use that as because I was going to have that as my name because it came from somebody that meant something to me." And I thought, "Right, I can't have Theo. No way. People are going to go get the plus." I keep getting accused of starting a cult anyway. Well, I was going to say I was reluctant to answer the ad I saw for your magazine because I, I tried to investigate ago. it and I really couldn't find any information. Yeah, I thought, good. And I'll tell I don't you want why. to end up hidden, having to knock it? on yeah. people's doors no, you know, yeah, or being stood outside the train station. It's I, not being part of the clubs. Yeah, so exactly. I, until you get no, in. Because my thing was I hated the, when I wanted to do something Everyone talked words, 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 word. I'm going to do this. I'm starting this thing. I'm trying to raise money for this. And I said, right, I'm going to tell nobody anything yeah. until uh -huh. it's done. So I didn't even do have social media till the last. This is ten years ago. I yeah. didn't have social media to about three years ago. I didn't tell anyone. I wasn't in relationships with people, not telling them what I was doing because I didn't want to be one of those people. So I wanted nothing online. Nothing. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, people. And here I, we are. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> no, but um, which, I forgot what I was talking about now. You've lost your, me. Your commitment. You started on the green. You started on Linda Green. It was a good start. It's so green. admirable. Irish yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. So my, that's what I was going to say. My name actually. is Wilhelm, but my Irish name, that's the anglicized version. My Irish name is Ophoilicon. Oh, which lovely. Means, oh, it's spelled O apostrophe F O I L L I C A I N with an X mark. But it's supposed to mean, according to my father, um, seabird. But a foilin is then a derivative uh, to phalen, which, which is wheelin, which is actually wolf. Phalen, yeah. That means say, wolf. Yeah. So it could be a seabird. I'm feeling a, a little wolf. bit life challenge and right name now. challenge now. Right I right have on. my name just green. <laughs> yeah, but you were born in Rome. But my name, my actual Italian. family name is Baduri. Yeah. Which okay. is. Oh. Uh, what does which, that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's a, it's actually Hungarian. Baduri was she was the mass murderess in Hungary. Oh, oh Catherine Elizabeth Mary, Elizabeth that was Elizabeth Mary, Elizabeth Mary, Baduri. The That's right. Oh, awesome! She's, she's see, my, see what you're revealing. She's she my name yeah. You see, I love when all this stuff comes together. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I love it when that happens. So, That's yeah. why I decided to join up because I thought, you know what? Once I figured you're okay, there you'll, it was a, you'll get honest, you'll yeah, you'll get you'll you'll get both crowds. You get the the honest people who really have that concept of you know, working hard and all this achievement and everything through in a way. And then you'll also get the cult weirdos. So it's really mass marketing. It's a it's brilliant, brilliant it brand. It is funny because really the older branding. people... We're going to get both sides of the coin here. I, I, it was funny. I was Great. <laughs> it is. I would always get contacted by young people liking the idea. And whenever I tried to explain it to an older person, they didn't, get they didn't like what I was doing to the point where there was a moment when it cracked and I thought, right, this thing that I've been doing, talking to these people is over. I've realised now it like the lightning it was with it. Uh, don't let me say any names because I, I won't re realise. That's it. what this hot coffee I was is in for. A that's keep water here for him. I was having so. a private in a private members club with an editor of a newspaper, just done editing newspapers, and uh, I always sought out people that didn't like what I was doing because I knew they'd be honest. Everyone else yeah. was like, "Oh, it's wonderful." So yeah, I stayed away do. from you spirituality. You need to look for the people. Yeah. I stayed away from people, personal development. I stayed away from all that sort of stuff. I just met people who did not give a shit because they would tell me what I needed to know. Yeah. And when I met her. 
And I was like, oh, God, this is like a dinosaur I'm talking to. She's got no concept of what I'm saying to her. Yeah. She's like, well, how are you going to do this? It was not Tina Brown. Just so you know. He doesn't she, want to mention names. It that? was not Tina Brown. She was right, going okay. to How are you going to get on her bad side? She's going, how, how are you going to do this? And what type of people are you going to get to do for no money? And I've done this. And how do you expect to do that with no money? And I was like, oh, you're gone. You're over. Like, she's lived in that world where everything's contracted. Because I said, I don't want to do I want to have no contracts. Because I think the whole world's overcomplicated, yeah. and it's much more simple. And it's more, it's more real. I think if someone like for me coming today, I don't really know the ins and outs, but I just had a feeling that it was worth me doing and, and coming to talk yeah, to I, you. So, never... so it is that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just you get people who are more real that aren't trying to, to bang a drum. That, that, well, I've had know. people that we should be glad to get people because we've only just started off, really. No, yeah. And the, the company's sort of hidden until I've produced the magazine. Yeah. And... Um, most people say, who are you? Why? When? How much? And I'm like, it's just... And then when they get past the stages of going, okay, well, okay, I'll understand what you're trying to do. Then I say, it's unedited and uncut. Yeah. And they go... Yeah, that well, was a bit weird. But they say, can't you just edit? And I think, but what are you scared of? I don't understand. Why have you learned? I, I think, think we've just grown up being yeah. edited and le- that we're scared it's of being It's about control, us. isn't it, really? But it's like... It, it's, it, about, it's only about control because everything that you see now is so polished that if you come in with something like the conversation we're having is mm-hmm. like mates you know that would have a, a chat and are interesting people but maybe it, it's just what a chat that's going somewhere but yeah. you don't know where but most most of the stuff you see now is marketed it has key, key messaging you know when I'm working with Unilever it's totally different to if I'm working with the BBC and it's totally yeah. different if different you know if I'm, you mm-hmm. know so so it's all very polished but when I, why I started to do the podcast is because I I educated myself from nothing to here on audio that's yeah. it it was all audio when people didn't know what podcasts were I was at the mm-hmm. BBC funny enough trying to tell yeah. them about podcasts and they didn't know what I was talking about um, but I knew that that model had gone because to me it was ugly mm-hmm. like editing but you, they're mm-hmm. not real people because I come from a real world and these aren't real conversations mm-hmm. So when I decided to do this, I said, we're never going to edit because I, I know you can learn from people, not by just their profession, but by learning about everything behind it. Mm, and one of the reasons the I, I knew I was going to email you was because when you did your TED talk yeah. and you showed the thing that you got wrong, yeah. the top gear, and I thought, yeah. that's a little big thing because there's no real benefit to that other than, well, you know. But I thought, no, that's the fact that you mm-hmm. thought to do that says mm. something about how you live your life. Mm. So when I listen to the conversations on, I mean, it gets like on the BBC, not the BBC, the year, what's the, I can't remember the bloody podcast, but the the science podcast, they're all so edited that it Mm. becomes ugly Mm -hmm. because there's no human there. You're just telling me that, 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 and that. But I wanted the long form conversations, which I was saying years ago when people were saying, no, 10 minutes, quick thing. I'm thinking, you're not right. Because from clubs, I knew that. Because working outside nightclubs, I would talk to people and you would have to break down the barrier of the <laughs> taking pictures. And then eventually you get the real. people would stand there and then they'd become your friends and they'd, their friends would come out and talk to them. But they're just giggling and they'd, and they'd stand and talk to you. And, you'd, and I thought over years I noticed what we're being taught we need is not what's wanted. Mm-hmm. It's just that's all that's there at the moment. So I had to fight getting the podcast and not having it edited because I said, no, that's how people learn. Seeing that you're up there but you're a normal person. Mm. So I always swore, and it's why I've been quite honest on this podcast, even though it doesn't do me a benefit, no quirky way, a reason behind it. People naturally pull you up if they see you being successful. It's just human nature. They put you on a pedestal. But that's the thing that stops you doing something because yeah. you think they're special people. <laughs> yeah. So the idea, yeah. like the thing we're shooting, the, the pilot thing, mm-hmm. 
the idea is that you would think it's a promo for what I've done, but the whole idea is to pull me down and other people that are in it with, that you would think aren't the perfect type or they're you don't know what people are like until you and then they might be the better person and then when you get to the realization that there's no special people you go oh then maybe i can do it and i would do it by i i didn't learn anything about personal development i tried to do it and i just realized it was ridiculous it was all crap it's all crap but i learned from people that had achieved something and then i'd learn about their backstory and have like unauthorized biographies on them and seen oh they're just normal people that what you read mm. in their biography is one thing but the story behind it mm. humanizes them. And yeah. I, I remember um, reading <clears throat> the Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, if you like somebody, you read all the normal stuff. Yeah. But then reading the unauthorized version. And there was one bit in it where he was, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger now. Mm-hmm. You think what you've seen of him, you've heard some more bits. He was in a room once when he got involved in politics and all that. And he had a girlfriend and his girlfriend said, he was in the room with me and he was crying because he said, I fucking wasted my life in those gyms all those years. He said he thought he'd wasted it. Mm. He was, he'd, like, he'd had a lot of mental brent to that. He said, I was I fucking all those years wasted. And she had to, said, I had to explain to him, without those, that didn't You wouldn't happen. have been able mm-hmm. to. Well, it's all a path. And it, it was all that thing of like, oh, human, human But don't being. you think the reason why I think podcasts as well are so popular now, and they are, because Apple Analytics shows you that they are, yeah. and people are loyal to them. It's the new radio, it's listen. the Netflix of TV. Yeah, but it's because I believe it's, it's this thing about my purpose, you know, those peas, because you don't get to chat to your mum and your dad and you're, mm-hmm. you're too busy. You know, if my kids can have a few moments with me, they're lucky because I'm, I'm having to rush and I haven't got the money, so I've got to do this and I've got to do that and I've got to do the other. And do they spend time with their grandparents? That's when we used to sit down and really listen yeah. about life lessons, not, you know, personal development necessarily, but mm-hmm. just but when things go wrong, things go wrong in life. The yeah. Top Gear one, it went wrong for me. You know, I was in a pattern, I thought it would work and it didn't. Did it you not know? though? Because when I see Top Gear, like when I went on holiday recently and there was a oh, Top Gear was on the, app or whatever yeah 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 and i watched it on the and iPad. obviously i can see that they've pushed all the women forward in the crowd there was no women behind the front line they were all out the front <laughs> and i was thinking right so that's not that's but women worked. like it now yeah but it works no because it, i then relaunched it with andy wilman and jeremy right. but that was late that was later so actually that when i broke it it was with a female editor who actually didn't keep her job and I got to stay because I was only in my 20s. They could see I had a good brain on my shoulders, but I had, I didn't even realise it was a pattern. I had to look back. It's not like those things, you know, when... So there is something important about always looking back, like you said, and always thinking, what is it that went wrong? And understanding what that was. And, mm-hmm. it, and it, I'd made a mistake. I, the pattern was, it's a, ma- you know, it's a male-skewed bringing the women because you bring in a bigger audience. And actually now they do bring in the women, but it's not about pink, making it pink and glittery yeah, right, yeah. and right. taking away all the kind of no- male m- misbehaviour. Actually, they put more in. It is yes. that roller coaster ride Put now. Put more in and acknowledging that what they have was attracting a female fan base to an extent. You just need to expand on that, That's, but not yeah. without one and again. Not I'm to the exclusion yes. of men. Exactly. So it was, but I was very simple because when you're, when you become arrogant, so I was very arrogant. I was in my early 20s. I'd done very, very well for myself with Blue Planet. And I thought, right, okay, I'm in a good place. And I thought this was work for me. And I just was a bit arrogant. It's a simple, like That's the most dangerous thing. It wasn't, you're not making it for women. You're just making it not exclusive for men. Yeah, that's, that's a, right. Yeah, it's that's a very a different, idea. yeah, it's a very, a very different. What you want to do is keep your, and when we talk about patterns, you want to keep the pattern that works for you. Yeah. 
and protect it but and expand and be, be deliberately expand on it. Yeah. Don't, don't break it you, completely. Doesn't that make it sometimes though, when you are keeping a pattern because it works for you, there's a certain, uh, certain elements of it work for you that aren't going to work in other areas. And so True. when something fails and you're racking your brain going, well, why didn't that work? I did this, this, this. Yeah. Uh, it can become somewhat counterproductive. Sometimes the things that are working for you are in effect working, slowly working against you. It can you, happen. You are yeah. building... Especially if the of, environment changes. Yes, so I think exactly. that, I think what worked for the BBC years ago, I'll be honest, I don't think works for them now because the world, the patterns of the world have changed. Just mm -hmm. like you're saying, you know, podcasts, maybe they, are the, maybe they are the new radio and therefore they need to change their patterns to fit with the needs of the society yeah. based on what's coming up now. But then it's... it's, it's oh, God, you know, I just chase my tail sometimes. So, yeah, it's absolutely right. And the... The, like I don't watch TV like you know I haven't got TV mm -hmm. so every now and again I see it at the gym or I notice it or I'm on a plane mm -hmm. and I have to watch it and now I see a film and there's adverts in it and I'm only used to watching that and I go whoa why is there a bleach advert in the middle of a zombie it's, oh my god we were so used to that and, but you don't know till the better model comes along yeah. so you have things like Netflix and YouTube right. but when YouTube first come out and he didn't have any adverts on mm. it. And then a little advert popped up. And yeah. I said to somebody years ago, that will just be a normal TV station in 20 years. And what did I do? Exactly Five right. second advert, 10 mm -hmm. second advert. And, that's the, and, and Facebook. One in between. Yeah, they're and I the said, biggest media organisation in the so world. So I keep thinking, Netflix, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't want to see a little, it's only pop a five up. second pop-up yeah. advert. You, you don't, or then there'll be a VIP version where you don't have to pay for that. They all sort of go back to that model of cash. Well, they, they have to because they, they have to. This is the this is the this is the challenge. They have to fund it. That yes. is the whole thing. Wait, Media costs money. Comes right up under your face, Theo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but no, I, that's yeah. right. We'll be well, yeah, there'll be, be suddenly beard cream. You see a beard cream <laughs> oh, pop up right out of my beard. But I'm going to have little little leprechauns. In fact, you've got lovely eyelashes. I think that use mascara. Do you think he could do mascara? I used to get. No, I think he could sell mascara with eyelashes like that. It's Do you know the eyebrow shaping? That really. happened to my son on the bus. Someone said to him, "You've got beautiful, you've got beautiful eyelashes." Yeah, when you're and he's only fourteen, when and he you're went above thirty, no, you're when you're at school and fifteen-year-old, <laughs> they ain't going. Oh, you've got lovely eyelashes. You're getting in fights. <laughs> you get, um, <laughs> yeah, it didn't work yeah, because because they ignored your beautiful eyebrows. No, it's, it's like can sell on him mascara, <laughs> beard cream, mascara. I don't know about me. Yeah, when in you're fact, we should have his shirts. picture up and let ladies like color it in themselves yeah, with yeah. some app. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah the have Theo's yeah. have Theo's yeah. eyelashes. Hair to Theo. <laughs> I <laughs> get do every week. I've had a real problem actually with um. <laughs> I've, the only model because I've always followed Netflix because I said I don't want any adverts in the magazine that do not. I will never sell my yeah. soul because I didn't sell uh -huh. my soul when I had nothing. So yeah. there's no amount of money you can pay me. Yeah. Even mm -hmm. right now to put anything mm -hmm. in the magazine. Um, I mean. I on the other hand. Yeah, you're for sale. Everything. Yeah, I, everything. Well, I would for my children, as I said before. If I ever needed anything and I had no money, I'd probably do anything. Yeah. But there you go. But I think I wonder if the fact that Netflix has subscription payment from the start does that model ever get lost and go back to adverts? Well, I think that I think actually Netflix is a really interesting thing because their kind of purpose. Is um, is to keep watching to escapism, right? Because you you can go literally click onto the next one, the next uh -huh. one, the next one, the, the kind of binge 
watching right. and I actually think that they couldn't have ads necessarily because it would it would break that up it would break yeah, up so the binging once they've done it it's the idea is to get it would it would spoil their whole pattern that works actually so, but do you think you, um, at some point because two things happen one somebody will always come along to screw up something that's already working well yeah somebody thank something. god yeah. and then at, at the on the other hand it's they may thing. have to do you think Netflix so what do you think will happen to them um, and, and because People are like I read people on Facebook. Oh, I'm binging this weekend on this yeah, show, that yeah, show, this show, yeah. that show. I mean, where I do think, you think that talent will become. Well, I think for all of it's the money that's going to be the problem because I think that um, Amazon's doing the same. They're investing heavily in talent, mm-hmm. and I think that um, I'm certainly going around all the public service broadcasters saying, "Be careful because you're losing all your best talent." Because without the talent, yeah. without you having people that will come and speak. For you know, and uh, on your podcast, without having people that can produce really good content and know how to manage the commissioner, the writer, the audience, and what they want, you know, to be able to direct, they're gonna they're gonna lose out in the end. And I think they'll get to a point where it'll have to somehow re, yeah. you know, reassess itself and and settle down in a different way. So, so you I can't think really. It, it'll be talent that will break it. Because when mm. I was putting the magazine together, even now recently, when I'm getting it printed. People are saying you really should have adverts in there to make it look like a proper magazine. I think it doesn't feel right. I don't think that's because then like, you've got to answer to people. And my thing was I never have to answer to them, never have to edit anything. So just make it a subscription only. And whether the people want to read it or not, at least then you're left alone. Because like one major publisher that was going to get involved with it, they said, well, not he was head of a public big publishing mm-hmm. company and he was giving me advice. And he said, you know, if you go through a publisher, yeah, you don't own like, all. Oh, he mm. said, we're basically take 60% and you're going to be told what to do with mm. the There's nothing mm-hmm. to... And he said, so you might as well just lock the website down and have it as that and you can say what you want and do what you want. Um, so I was a bit in two minds about it looking like a real magazine but not having adverts in it because I don't know any magazine that doesn't no, have adverts. How are you going to it. afford to... But it's not bad to be different to be anyway. I mean, well, it's going to be online now. You so don't want to look like the other magazines necessarily. I mean, yeah. you know, so that's one thing to say to you that actually in, if you if you look different... It can really be in your favour. Uh, and not being in other people's hands is always a good thing, creatively, I think. What do you mean? Well, not to have to answer to the... I mean, like an auteur. To yeah, auteur, okay. to, not to have to answer to... Well, if, if, I want, if I'm a, a, a publisher and I have, I have certain talent or people around me and I want you to push them forward, that's what ends up happening. Yeah. You know, or if you're, if you're reliant on someone who's whose publicity you've got in your magazine, then they will, they will say, you'll have to, that's what most, like Guardian, all of those newspapers are doing. They're having to think about content that fits, yeah. you know, the but then personal, it becomes like these personal, personal magazines, or Barclays They start writing or articles whatever. around the bloody advert. Do you know what I mean? It I becomes, still think, you, yeah, I still would like a mascara one. Uh, yeah. I just think, you know, you could but do, you, uh, do you know that, um, fluorescent blue? Yeah. Blue? Yeah. Like a transvestite or something. No, no, just. I really think you could make it work right. because you know, there's part of like being a metrosexual man of the 21st what's century. What's the difference between a, somebody yeah. said to me? What's the difference between a transvestite and a transgender? Why are you asking me? Because I had a conversation with somebody and <laughs> I didn't a, want to a, ask. Between what a transvestite, a transvestite is a man there is clothes. It's trans yes. clothes. Yeah. And a transsexual, a transgendered person has had surgery to yeah. change so what's their. What's a transsexual change? then? Someone who's had surgery to change their gender. Their gender, identity. yeah. Yeah, from a male to a female. But what's a transgender then? That's someone who has had it's surgery. It's the same thing. Yes. So transvestite, somebody who hasn't had the. No, transvestite is just a person who dresses the in the clothes of the opposite You can, sex. you yeah. So if a woman 
is gay and she dresses as a man, is that a transvestite? Well, not in our society, no. Because yeah. really, women wear... Cl- Ellen DeGeneres. She's yeah, not a transvestite. She's a lesbian. But she wears suits and ties. She's a lesbian who likes to wear suits and ties. I, I used to wear ties yeah. at uni. It's just a fashion choice. It doesn't matter. Tie and braces. Yeah, clothes, clothes, no, clothes no longer maketh the man. I always like the idea of wearing yeah. braces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should bring braces back. I, like I, braces. I loved braces. Yeah. I, I, I love waistcoats. There you go. So there, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I wear a waistcoat. I was going to say, I used to be a waistcoat. Believe it or not, I'm to, an academic. I gonna, I wear, <laughs> I'll dress in my little British uh, <laughs> professor clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I used to wear a waistcoat, but it wasn't as elegant because I had nothing underneath and it was leather and I just had with tattoos. That's lovely. It's a lovely look. You've got guns like that. There you fantastic. Go. No, but again, another thing I'm horrified of like <laughs> thinking back about my life. Um, so um, you... Could you just give us a snapshot of the stuff you have worked on? Because you've done a lot and I can't yeah. remember them all. No. So the Blue Planet is tremendous because that's, yeah. uh, that's one that's of the five ca- things I could think of. In I'm now life. famous. Way, it was really interesting. Uh, yeah, I didn't notice that you said that women are more uh, prefer aquatic animals yeah. and men prefer... They have a skew yeah. towards underwater animals of any description. Whoa, whoa, stop. Say that again. So women... So men, generally speaking, natural history programs skew male. Yeah. And, but women, when I did this piece of, because I used to be a mathematician, so okay. I did a piece of work where I literally just mapped animals to, to different demographics, mm-hmm. male, you oh, know, male, female, yeah. and different ages. And I've got a fantastic chart. I've kept it very in the sort of 1990s. <laughs> it's really mm-hmm. funny. And it just shows that women like underwater animals more than, more than any other, you know, generally across all the ages. Oh, not so more than men. They're just they'd prefer. They prefer them. And so and men prefer what? Animals oh, in the Wildebeests. Oh, yeah. They like savannas and kind of big open spaces and roaming animals. Okay. That's, because that one was of the their first um, hunting <laughs> and <laughs> children like spite anything that will kill them that came yeah, out yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, but sure. Blue Planet was based on women liking so the music the marketing everything was that, focused I, on women now that you mentioned that yeah I, it dawned on it. me I was like yes because I remember an opening of one of the Blue Planets she had a huge blue whale under there and it was uh, a mother and a with cat. a mother yeah that's and right and the whole and the narrative and the, the music narrative. the whole journey of the movie and at that time I was teaching English as a second language course uh-huh. and I happened to have a large group of class of predominantly women and I didn't plan this yeah it, in one of these sort of maybe instinctively I just <laughs> I chose something there for a lesson and it was great it worked out really they were all paying attention they were really they engaged they had, it had a very tra- really uh, tragic ending the animals yes. uh, attacked by other animals That's and drowned right. but there were um uh more episodes like that that gave That's it right. a more familial tone to it. And it was the first natural history program that did actually do that, and, that had the storylines. Yeah. And uh, again, and the music was all ethereal and beautiful and all of this. So it actually worked well for my purpose, mm. which was teaching. And uh, because you have to be somewhat cautious when you're showing certain things in class isn't part of a, a published lesson plan that there isn't going to be anything violent or dangerous or something yeah. that would be controversial. This was absolutely beautiful and sad, but sad and the reality of tragedy. And even the music score oh. for that, for the first Blue yeah. Planet, was written especially for it. Oh, yeah. So clearly that, it was, that yeah, model absurd. then of... But male... it was clever. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's actually good. It's just people are paying attention so the model to of something, to a new way of... The male-female thing, that can more or less be brought into anything then. It because can Because surely do. everything was male-skewed. I think nowadays, well, um, so in TV... Well, news probably gone the other way. Well, I was going to say, women. in TV, actually, women tend to watch more general television. 
uh, and that still holds now. But the thing is, the whole TV model is breaking down. So yeah. that's a whole other right, story okay, that yeah. I'm working with at the moment. But I mean, like with news, so, that's definitely but, become more, shove more women up front sort of well, thing. Well, I think news is changing. If you think that half of the UK population use Facebook for their news. Oh, really? Yeah. But then there's a the so backlash just, against Facebook now, isn't there? Well, sort of, not, really, not really, not yet. I mean, I think it will reach a point where there will be a backlash towards Facebook and YouTube, anything that has artificial inten yeah. intelligence attached to it that will skew us and, and make us live in little microcosms. Yeah. I think that will happen, but it's not yet there. Because I'll tell you why, because it's so functional. It's, it makes our life really good fun that you get everything that you want. People are lazy and they think, oh, yeah, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Yeah. So they just get the bits of information that interests them. And we're, we're fundamentally, we like the, the easiest path of... Yeah, of yeah, we do. I mean, if, if, you know, I mean, I used to do hydrology, that was my thing. And you just see the way the water flows and we're the same. We like to yeah. flow, you know, most of us with oh, so that. I'm curious about that. How does one go from mathematics and hydrology to... Programming at the BBC. Um, well, I I didn't Statistics really. I didn't. Right. No, I was more actually. I was more um, physical geography oh. and uh, economics was was my. I think I'd say that I've always been very conceptual. Okay. So you know, it's funny in education. I I didn't really fit any mould, mm -hmm. and I look at my youngest now, and he's in exactly the same position. So I ended up doing geography and economics at LSE. I was very political. Yeah. So I sort of ended up there, and then. Um, I did hydrology as my kind of, um, you have to do one sort of dis big dissertation. I, was, I loved it. I just loved the way, conceptually, I can now walk, I can go out in the, in the open, anywhere, Turkey, Italy, anywhere, and I can see why the world looks the way it does. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that to me was like a door that I just thought was incredibly beautiful, that I could open and be able to understand things. And then I left uni and I, they did offer me a fellowship and I did speak at a conference and, you know, but I just didn't think it was my thing. Mm -hmm. And I ended up thinking, okay, well, I want to make a difference in the world. That was my big thing. And I've always been like that. I thought, let's do something that has value and meaning. And I ended up working in pharmaceutical research, right. which I thought had meaning and value because it's healing people, you know. I was wrong. It took me about eight years to work that out because <laughs> I'm obviously a bit thick. And uh, I then realized that actually, you know, when I was doing research, I, I researched cardiovascular drugs and um, benign prostatic hyperplasia and um, osteoporosis. And I realized that actually there, there are drugs for osteoporosis, but the big, you know, the people don't want to prescribe them. There's always a barrier because it's financial. It's about money. Yeah, sure. So I thought, right, OK, this isn't for me. Um, and then I thought, well, where else could I? And I ended up working in factual programs. I went to LW2 no, first. No, really? Yeah, you, you, that's you how I made that jump. I did literally make that, that jump that way. That? Yeah, because I was in research, pharmaceutical research. Ah, right, so research and I carries across. That's right. Okay. So the, re the research carried me into factual programming research, which led me to doing maths on audience data, which led me to, to Blue right, Planet. Yeah. Transferable skills, me, everyone, Transferable though. skills, That's yeah. right. I used to teach personal so, professional development, so yeah. So there you go. For the, yeah, yeah. So your, your things within the <laughs> but it's always by the drive of wanting to, wanting to enrich in some way. Sure. So that it was always that was always the drive. Whereas a lot of people with cardiovascular problems spend a lot of time watching television because they're sedentary. That's true, so but the problem know. is, and that's why stop me cardiovascular was because. 
actually those drugs we could change our lifestyle mm -hmm. we could change what we eat but actually they were big business and big money yes, those drugs because you could sit and watch television or whatever or listen to your podcast mm -hmm. and actually at, you know eat the food that you wanted go out for dinner every night drink all you liked and then take a pill yeah and I thought well this isn't really what I you know but it, but in life it does sometimes you get into a pattern again of getting up in the morning and going to work and you know when I left I'll never forget my mum Italian you know really strict Italian upbringing she was like oh my god Linda what have you done you left such a good job <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. exactly. and it was the same it was the same when I left the BBC because she was like right, yeah. oh my god you're not good you need to earn money for your children she'll kill me actually if she hears this mm -hmm. because she hates my accent when I do <laughs> when I imitate her but she was like and she literally she, she it's so hard to to break the patterns but you must do not get stuck in a job yeah. Where you really, you know, if that's anything I could say to anyone, is just don't get a start. Well, we've had this Try conversation before. Yourself. We were saying yeah. last week about you can stick with the job and the safety and still fuck everything up. You can still fail. Yeah. It doesn't mean there's there's success over there and risk and here and safety. Or that, just you be, can no, stay no, safe that's and right. still fuck everything yeah, up. Or yeah. it can be taken from you. I yeah. mean, there's no guarantee of anything. So. But we, we uh, you know, I was doing some work, you know, on psychology, and we do um, overestimate what we have and underestimate what we, what we could gain by leaving it. It's unnatural. Yeah. And the reason is, because if you think about it, in terms of hardwired into our brain, is this need to be safe and to have everything you need and to hoard. And Because if we went out of our cave and we didn't think carefully and worry about all the dangers out there, then we would get killed or eaten or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So it's, a very, it's hardwired in us to seek safety. You know, and, and the success of Amazon is because of that, because it's the hunter-gatherer. You know, what can I buy? Can I, yeah. What can I keep? What can I, sure. you know, so it's all, all these things are hardwired. And, it, and I think that, the, the, you know, my other P, you know, because I've got the, I've, we talked about pans a lot on purpose, but people, you know, my best mate Zubair, who now is a famous artist in California, you know, he basically just changed my life because he sat me down. He said, you are desperately unhappy. You know, Linda, what are you doing? And I just, that, that night with him, I wrote my resignation letter to the pharmaceutical company. Yeah. Did that you have Zuber design it for you? Because he's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, he's so cool. <laughs> my goodness, he's so cool. No, he didn't. I wish he had, no. But my mum did freak out, I have to say. So where did you go to after the BBC? Um, I left about three or four years. I just set up my own company. Okay. I just decided that it was the time. I had, in, I had a really big portfolio. I had lots of clients because what the BBC was doing, and again, another pattern I wasn't prepared to break because I was scared. Um, they were selling me. They were actually selling my creative leadership stuff. And I was going to work for Procter & Gamble, for um, uh, public service broadcasters abroad. You know, they were farming me out. What, you know, they made you know, half a mil on me and they wouldn't give me five grand. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they I wouldn't. They I, wouldn't. I don't understand that on any business, and especially someone as big as that. They've got... A cash cow here. They've got a golden egg. A yeah, goose. but I wasn't in but, the scheme of things big enough. But they're <laughs> going to know at some point. She's going to figure this out. Somebody is. Mm. You know, they just don't get the whole. Uh, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Why? You know, they're gonna. They're well, gonna they be. Well, they gave me that, honey that, because. Yeah, but they because I chose. You, 
I know. More. They and could have done, have but been, they didn't. It wouldn't have, you know, been one drop of sweat off their brow to That's do right. that. That's right. But it broke. But yeah, but the thing is, a, 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 an organization like the BBC is not really a commercial company. So they have to go by the guidelines of the government and their own guidelines they've got set. And the thing is, I was already being paid more than than others mm -hmm. because what happened was and they probably were probably certain men probably certain well, men I would say it was true yeah well you know but I worked bloody hard for it oh, but yeah um, but so by giving me a bonus they just couldn't do the bonus thing it was not part it, they couldn't tick that box there was no box there was no box so I mean they uh, you know they tried really hard to keep me and they did actually but um, it just didn't make any sense because I wasn't seeing my kids. I was doing three jobs to earn enough money to pay for, for what I had to pay for. Um, and so actually in the end, I just thought, I can't cope. I mean, it got no. to a point where I never saw my kids. I get up, leave the house, and I wouldn't get back to eight o'clock at night most nights. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, I mean, now I don't know if they benefited from seeing me, but, you know. They have to part with me now. Yeah, the but, example but did, you always... not, did you not think, though, that making a leap to form your own company yeah. was actually going to take up more time or could it hasn't, made things weirdly made things actually more difficult? No, and it really hasn't. You know, I, and this is interesting because I done I already had all the contacts. Right. So working in the BBC, I knew that I knew I had the people. I had the people around me. I had all of the patterns that worked, and I'd understood them. And I knew how to help people break their own. So I had the courage and the strength yeah, okay. in myself. And I had deep, deep purpose. And actually what is weird is I've been able to live a much more wholesome life. Right. I see my children. I manage my career around them and not around a massive organization and whatever the big creative project is that they're working on. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, and I'm much more fulfilled because also I'm not just doing TV anymore. Now I do, I do radio, I do um, app design. Um, you know, I literally, I'm doing charity work, which fills my heart. So it, it gives but that's not taking up more time? No, no. Do you know why? Because the only way to pay me what I needed and they wanted to keep me, every time someone left, they gave me their job. So by the time I, le I left to be, I had three jobs. Uh-huh. And so literally I was running I was doing um running the BBC Creative Leadership Program, which was a training program, believe it or not, to teach people, you know, the the not really just how to be creative, because that's not it was how do you how do you get other people to believe in your ideas? How do you you know, how do you get your team to make the ideas happen, not you? So it's all of that kind of how do you lead to creative people. And I was running all the budgets for um the training for all of television. And I was doing big projects like Olympic Games, um, relaunching, working on, on um, Strictly Come Dancing. Um, we did, we worked on iPlayer. I had a team by the end of, you know, quite, quite a few, about 10 of us in the end. Mm. And just able to, you know, so I was, I was running all of that. I never thought iPlayer, that's sort of Netflix, isn't it? It's, that, it's just there. Yeah, it was the first, I mean, to be fair, it was the first, well, it's the first time that a big broadcaster they're very avant-garde because they put all their content out there yeah. um, and allowed you, you know, I mean, it, it's just, it's a beautiful engine as well. It, the only thing I could slag them off about, don't <laughs> yeah. have everything you on can, there. Because I like stuff from history that Yeah, no, they exist. don't, you're right. Because they, you know why, there, I'll tell you why. Oh, go, yeah. Because there's something called BBC Store that they tried, yeah. which oh, is basically yeah. you have to pay yeah. for archive material. Their and, own stuff. Yeah, 
and it, oh, I don't so. think it's, it hasn't worked. I no. think they've closed it down, but that's why. So, um, so, no, no, hang on. Yeah. so, what do you mean? But that's their own footage. It was their own use. content. It was it's basically old BBC stuff, but all in all in a place because stuff? it's run. No, they can. The BBC can, yeah. but they put it in BBC Store so that. Hum- yeah, that's right. I know. I can see you're, you're looking. Going, <laughs> well, I don't right. get that. But it's so that the audience, if they want something specific, they can go to the store, and that store is owned. BBC Store is owned by BBC Worldwide, which is the separate oh, I know. I don't know what BBC arm. Store is. What's BBC Store? It's just it's just a place where they hold all their old archive. Yeah. So old. if you were looking, because I encountered it once, I was looking for a piece to teach in the class. Yeah. And I this thing came up. Say no, no, we have this here, and if you want to, you have to pay for it. I'm like, oh, oh nice. so it's yeah. you, you can't get it, but you have to pay for That's it. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it doesn't say that on the site. It will on store. If you yeah, if you if you, you Google and look for, for something. something called BBC, BBC, BBC iPlayer, you don't play, you don't pay. But actually, to be fair, it used to be seven days, isn't it, iPlayer? Mm-hmm. And now it's extended. So you. So there's an actual and place you can go to. I BBC, BBC Store. BBC Store. Yeah. I, I don't know. Realize. I don't know. Does it still exist? I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't oh. think it does. I, I think they stopped. Yeah. You've yeah. given me it, and then you've pulled it <laughs> back again. Thanks I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me know that to you. Netflix are great though because they've now done that thing where you can download their films onto your phone or whatever. So that's great. And I think, how have they done that? And why is it that? Surely everybody should do that now. Then. Well, they do, don't they? Don't most well, people do that? No, you can't download it onto your phone. You can watch Not it. Not your phone, but you, yeah, you can but download it. You yeah. just down. You can go to the download site and everything you, on the. You can download. You can download. I mean, I t- I I've downloaded stuff to watch on my iPad oh, on the plane. TV, so yeah, turn your iPad. Watch all the films you want. Okay, it's funny, isn't it? Because some people are audio people. Because I'm not really I an audio read, person. So oh, okay. Well, it's vi- but I'm visual. Magazine. But it's not just yes. that. But I'm visual. Okay. I'm quite visual. Yes. So Either I need to visual, see. Visual, audio, or kinesthetic. You're yeah, three, I'm kinesthetic deep down. Are you? Oh, which is, I'm a, so is my son. And so the teaching in this country does not deal with kinesthetics no. at no, all. In fact, I have. <laughs> it's I a nightmare. You have to. You have to try and find the blend of those things. Actually, that's right. There's a guy that you teach him, then you have to do some practical hands-on demonstration and get that. That's right. And he only learns, and I learn by rewriting or yes re- oh thank you someone finally i have this argument when i'm teaching with my students they yeah. all want to either take a picture of the material on the board which is fine but then i walk over i say we all know what happens to phones and i take them i said this can be lost this can be deleted yeah. this can be broken, yeah. etc which write you know fine fair enough and so i tell them and I said, you pick up your pen and pencil and write it down. <laughs> I said, and I have to it's explain kinesthetic, kinesthetic learning. It's very true. And that you need to actually write it down and the whole concept of physically some writing people your aren't own like script. That, so you're, hmm? Some people, so my son, my eldest is mm-hmm. a bit, is a kind of, you know, he's, he, he's 14 and he's into kind of very extreme physics. So he's very, very intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I was like, okay, darling, it's your exams. So we're going to sit down and write out a mind map. And he was like, mm-hmm. he looked at me very kind of like incredulous. He was like, oh. and I said, look, let's, let's give it a go. And he said, okay, all right, mum. And he's being really kind to me. He was about nine or 10. And he said, okay. So he starts doing it. And then he looks at me, he goes, mummy, I don't need this. And I said, oh yeah, oh yeah. I said, okay, then you read that chapter and then I'm going to test you. Mm-hmm. And literally read the chapter and I tested him and he answered Every single so some people are lucky enough, God bless them, that they don't need to be kinesthetic. Mm-hmm. I I do need to write it down. So what I'm, I'm, well, I'm, what I have found the reason why I push it is because uh, when I'm teaching this particular like English as a second language students are going to college yeah, or something. Yeah. Uh, because at that time I don't know whether which, which one they are. There. Yeah. And they point. might not be doing Good themselves point. any favor yeah. by taking the easiest That's way. That's right. Out. So 
uh, and and that way you catch them, don't you? you catch yes. them. And also during the the course itself, there are times when they do have to write things, yeah. or at the end of the lesson they have to put in practice. And say, anyway, okay, it's good now practice. Write this, now like that. And they, they should write. They can't remember no. what they've taken a picture of, no. and or how to apply it. Yeah. Uh, and so I try to instill in them the idea, at least try to. So use they're all not three. English, and they're writing in English. That's right. You see, that's interesting because I'm, you know, funny enough, I d I cannot write. I'm a bit dyslexic as well, mm -hmm. a bit. But there are certain things where I get things muddled, and I actually uh, cannot write in Italian. So although I speak fluent Italian, mm -hmm. I cannot write in Italian. And I worked in Italy. I did some. I've done. I've done various pieces of pharmaceutical work in Italy, okay. and it was a nightmare. Because if and I've even done work for Unilever in Italy on bullying, and I couldn't. It was so hard because I had to write on the board things and generate ideas for them, and I just couldn't. We had, we had a guy on here, um, oh, the CEO of Easy Properties, mm -hmm. and he used to be a uh, what they call it, like a, an overarching person who's in charge of schools, general. Governor. Governor. Yeah. And I was saying to him, like, stuff that I'd been doing, I said, look, it's all basically to get to another point. So, like, 10 steps, I'm on, like, step two. And my main thing is to fix schools, but I've got to get the respect and the thing to get to that. And I said, because I think we, we're living in a Victorian age of schooling still. Yes, they will so laugh so. at us. Because so I so. think to the, what I was in school, thinking half that class conservatively half that class should have been taken out at 12 and given something else because of the downside to keeping people there there's mm. a good side you know you have to learn the basics mm. but what about the downside is you turn them into people that don't think they can do stuff that's right and then I that leads to actually I, I was at, weirdly i was thinking about this before coming here today which is a bit weird about my youngest who is not really the academic mm -hmm. type um, and um, I've had to bust a gut, I tell you, because where I live, it's really hard, the school system, you know, it's really hard. There's some schools that are really good and some that just aren't. And, um, and to get him to pass his 11 plus has nearly killed me yeah. because he's not that tall he's, and he's intelligent. It's not about intelligence, yeah. but there's nothing in the schooling system that, that can support. I mean, for him, he'll probably end up being an entrepreneur. Because he's got such an ability. I mean, teachers always say to him, you know, you're not good at grammar. And yeah. He can't do spelling. Oh, it's, you know, but like the word witch. He still spells it W-I-C-H. And it mm -hmm. just winds me up, you know. Yeah. I know, you know but he can't, he can't do it any yeah, other way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the thing is, they say to me, but he's got such an unusual way of looking at things. Yeah. He takes that, that other way, mm -hmm. that other perspective. And, you know, I've had to fight to get him basically into my old school. But it's been hard because the level has to reach a certain point. Yeah, it's just the schooling system is still quite retarded. It's it really it's, behind. It, there was a, um, the documentary I watched about World War Two. It's just a small snippet of something, yeah, but it's to do with the army. And when they said, right, we can't keep throwing bombs, we haven't got enough weaponry to fight Germany. So they came up with having small groups of people that would attack certain... Uh, uh, yeah. Areas, yeah. The SAS, yeah. that's yeah. when they created right. it. But what they did is they had to go back and find people that had been kicked out of the army for not taking orders because they needed people that you could just get them, throw them into a situation so you're and right. they could work it do out. Do whatever you've got to yeah. do to get in there. Hustle, lie, pretend you're this, talk French. Yeah, that's right. And so that's what those people became. So there's always a unique thing. Yeah. Like me, like if, I, if this hadn't worked at all and I just stayed doing door work and you looked at my life from school, you go, he's mildly retarded. <laughs> If you just looked at my schoolwork, I've told you before, I was in a they bung me in the class with the kids that would set fire to each other. One was cerebral palsy, one was sniffing mints. They said, right, you lot, don't know, you're not doing the work, all you go in that. Not, no, the, 
right, oh no, it went on to this and then the thing. And but the it's not even to that extreme. I mean, that's extreme. And I, I just find that unbelievable. Well, again, you know? I would, nobody said this. I mean, it's, they didn't know anything. Yeah. Well, they well, they didn't really know what they said. And I yeah. my head was spinning because I'd go home and say, why aren't you doing this? I don't know. And I didn't realise until I was like 25 that what I saw was not what you saw. Yes. I didn't know that it stuck. Yeah. I didn't know you didn't have the words jumping around. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah. My brain was going at 2,000 miles an hour, so I couldn't concentrate. I would concentrate more on what everyone else was doing in the class while I'm trying to concentrate. So my brain was like yeah, picking up on right. everything. And also it's things like feeling. They need to feel. So it's feeling mm-hmm. grounded and feeling the, your feet on the floor and, you know, the, the touch and the feeling. I said to somebody, they, they, they didn't believe me. And I said, honestly, I, what I want to do is sit and read a book. I just want to sit and read a book. And if you could say to me, I'll take a couple of your fingers off and you'll always be able to read a book. You, you go for it. You I want to see. It. I like when I see bits coming off a <laughs> yeah. magazine in the right light or the paper. But, but you know, it's not even. I mean, your case. You know, it's just. It's so unfair. But it's. It's. And it is. It's. It does happen. It does still happen. But there's. There's a whole bunch of kids that have mild or yeah, that aren't just scale. aren't academic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's. Not, it's a serious. It's a mass thing. Yeah. It's not. You know. You know. I. I there, there are a whole bunch of kids that are mm-hmm. would be amazing entrepreneurs or or amazing Teachers engineers even. that are conceptual yeah. that are able to see that basically they it might take them a while to get there and learn things but once they've learned them they can play with them yeah. and there's very few people you know how many times I'm working with one entrepreneur at the moment and he said to me well, please Linda do you want to tr- do you want to take over this thing and I'm like no because I don't it's not my passion yeah. I don't want to do it but it's, it's so hard to find someone that could take something on that has that conceptual mm-hmm. ability You've got to lock onto it that can lock onto it yeah. and and has that ability and there's no schooling well, there's I think no schooling also, for that you know schools are under pressure to run in a system a model yeah. that seems to try to work for everyone like a like a Ford factory assembly system yes and so Part of it is time. They don't have really the time and the energy to focus on individuals and to uh, give them outlets in which to explore their creativity. Um, I know when I was growing up in the 70s schools, they started introducing uh, different models and experimentation with mm. things and something through uh, the Chicago lab schools where they, they actually had children uh, that were gifted so they could try all different approaches with them and hope that that would work and introduce these models into the public school system. And they occasionally do come up with some things here and there. Um, and so they had, they try, they would try programs and, and it's unfortunate that they would try them for a very limited amount of time. And when they didn't see immediate results, they would drop them and go somewhere else. And so I, it's hard to say what the solution would be, I mean, to or to change the whole model of schooling. Certainly you need to look at models that work in other countries and work for different demographics. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the Montessori schools yeah, then, so that was a big bad. That was a big step forward in that, the concept of the way in which you actually position things and people within a classroom and the different age groups working together and creating a sense of community within a classroom so people are actually helping each other. But I always thought, but, that the, when I spoke to the guy that was the governor, I said, I want to open a school and all you have is you put all the kids there and the burden of the education is on the people watching it. So you look, does that person play with bricks? Does that person talk a lot? Does that Mm -hmm. person run around a lot? Does that person naturally go to the books that are over there? And then you get back to the, oh, I keep forgetting the word, educatus, whereas the Latin word for education means to bring from within. But it's actually flipped. So now it means, no, listen to what I'm telling you. But the education is right. There's the people. You figure out what's who's good at what. 
and then sort of guide them that way. That's yeah, what but education I should know, be. But it also, you, you also open yourself up to problems as well. Like the old communist Soviet Union tried doing that with, with people, testing their skills to find out, you know, each... What your each natural ability was. According <laughs> to his abilities, and yeah. they would, you know, they would pull... Streamline you. Yeah, they pull athletic you. children out of school and then put them into the Olympic training program. No, I think you can't do anything to a certain age, but there should be something else. There should be another. If you're like 15 or I 14, parents should be brought in with kids and go, right, is this work? We've done this for like five, six years now mm-hmm. that per kid does not do his own work he does not pick up books but he's always gr- groups there's basics yes yeah, so, okay do. fine you can you can discover those things again you're talking about taking the time to one to notice two to nurture and mm-hmm. so Sorry. you can find all you might be able to spot these things and maybe during parent teacher conference if hopefully the parents show up you can say to them you know uh, johnny's really good at this he struggles with this but he's really good at that so you might want to so they would that. Might, might but do then again them. the parents you know you can tell them oh you know johnny's really good at music you might want to consider you know putting him towards music he's really good at, 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 at you know logistics and things like that and where he is and he actually might have some really good musical skills you might want to consider doing that for them great well maybe those parents can't afford music lessons maybe they can't afford things like that mm. maybe they don't have that kind of communication no, within their child what, I mean not gonna... you can suggest all you want no, but, I mean, but to be it honest, doesn't mean we're, that we're living in a bit can, of a la la land anyway because it's going to come down to politics and money the education is irrelevant it's politics and money so that's why I always well, think of it as like a Gordian knot this thing is not about changing a little bit of this the system behind everything is mm. completely buggered I think we just need to look at I think I, I do think ed- the education system is going to have a massive upheaval at some point Is it will I think it will happen I think that what we do need to look at is why are we doing, why do we do education? What's it for? And actually mm-hmm. go to the end and say, well, this is the goal. This is, these are the skills that we need. This, you know, because actually, is it so important that a kid at 11 passes verbal reasoning? Yeah, it's horrific. I mean, it's not even is funny. It, it's you know, I mean, for, he sits down for 40 minutes at that age to do a maths paper, an English paper, and a verbal reasoning paper. Is that, I mean, does that fulfill mm-hmm. the end goal? Uh, as in, this is what we require in our society. And I think because of Brexit and because of everything else that's happening in this country, the needs are going to change. So I think we're go- there's going to have to be an over... It's, it's, it's ripe for it. I mean, it, there's going to be But that's why overhaul. the word creative always sticks out. Whenever I see anything anywhere about something creative, I always go, it's slowly working it's, not, its way yeah, in. Yeah, but the thing is, creative is not just about... And this is another really important thing. Being creative is not about, I mean, yes, I can paint and I used to paint at uni for money, you know, but it's not about painting or drawing. Being creative is simply being able to look at something and not, you know, being able to do it in a different way, to be able to look at the new, to be able to break patterns. That's all it is. It's being able to be aware of, I've always do it this way, but I'm going to try doing this and being open to that and being able Mm -hmm. to change things. And actually, you know, it's, it's something that can be taught. Um, and it's also not something that is innate in some people and not in others. We all are. Mm-hmm. We actually all are creative. Yeah, course, we yeah. all are. But you're creative in one way. I'm creative in another way. And so it's it's about nurturing whichever way you are. But it's not saying if you're creative, you're going to go and do an art school. Not necessarily. I think the you way, know you the can way be creative it, and do and do science. Rather than change the education system, from what I've seen from people growing up over the years, the main thing is people making too many big decisions too early on. Like the university at eighteen. That's mental. 
Like I've watched... Or three subjects at A-level, although yeah. some do the baccalaureate, which is five now. But well, just uh, the, the only say the university thing, because that's such a big leap. And now you, that's the first step of what I'm going to be. Plus, you, you, you're going away for the first time. Plus, you right. drinks and now you're clubs for the first time. And from working in clubs again, I told you, in working in a certain place for years, seeing people grow up, now you can come into the club, friends, socialite, you'd see them grow, they'd start to experiment with clothes, going to go to uni, but they go where their friends are going, they uh -huh. come back, mm. now they're a different person, now they go on holidays all the time, and then they get to 30, and now I'm depressed because I don't know what, I shouldn't have done that, I should have done this, And but they get locked into it too early but on. it's that locking, like, isn't I it? I wish you could not you go to uni before 25 years old, and you can't get married before 30. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm turning into a fascist, yeah. but that's pure common sense. That's pure common sense. <laughs> I because don't know. You don't know and but like, you can get married early and then leave, and then have yeah. a divorce. But I mean, no, you can change, they, can't that, you? That's right. You're allowed at least to change your mind. Yeah, think, just yeah. change your mind. I think people just need to be, I think kids as well, need to be able to change their mind and not be castigated for it. And I think actually what, what has gone wrong, I think, is that pushing towards yeah. a route. Like yeah. you have to decide a, yeah. you know, a particular route. And so my route was science. You know, that's what you're doing, Linda. Mm. You're not allowed to, why, you know, even you said, well, how did you go from there into, but it's that kind of, you know, you're, you're pushed to be a certain thing, whether it be by your family, whether it be by your school system, whether it be me, by your friends, it whether it be by. you that that's, that's the, more, the more comfortable, safer route, but you're taught by someone else who's, going to feel more comfortable if you're doing that. That's not right. You. And you fit their safer. pattern. Yes. It's like if you come up with an idea that's truly new, people are going to fight you. Because yeah, they're yeah. going to go, well, we're not happy with that. So what, Lindy? You want to leave yes. a really positively good job and where you, you have could no be earning. To back it up yet. You have yes, nothing. Exactly. You've got nothing to show for it. And well, that's the, the lady, fight of being able to know how to have that had fight. A PhD and she said, it's funny. I was having to talk for her about spirituality, funny enough, but we was talking about, this, she said the stages, what you're saying goes through the same stages in science. You're disbelieved, you're laughed at, then you have to go on your own to prove it and you're, you, you suffer. Then it sort of starts to come round, then it's common sense that you should have done it that way. So even in science, like you, you're not, you shouldn't break the rules of what things are supposed to be. You have to go through that certain filter. Yeah. But um, with the schooling thing, I, I think it's abuse. I've said it before, it's not just this the way it is. I, would, I think to look back over hundreds of years going, how many people just had their lives ruined by the school system? Because it's, I always think, right, if we just flipped it all around and instead of it being about schools, uh, education, reading, what if it was only ever about sports? So all the people that did well at school were sports people, creative people, the singers, and all the kids that wanted to read and science had... <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But you have to do that to sort of go, that's how bad the abuse is because it's that... The other way yeah, around. But now. some people love school, though. You know, let's you know. No, of course, I know. So some, that's the thing. My so thing is, that's it, how bad it is. That there's a lot of people that mm. can't read the book and regurgitate the information, and it's not their fault. So no, you're actually abused because it's not just they go away. Because from the life I've had, yeah. I know the people that are 30 and can't. But weirdly, read. the life that is really the other thing. I was thinking about this about you. I'm just watching, and I'm thinking, if you hadn't have had that past you wouldn't be as successful as you are now. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't my, be where you are now. People wouldn't be able to relate to you mm -hmm. when they listen to you. Yeah, well, it's like if the you hadn't have done that. very hard because it's, it's, it, was a I, like it was a lot of... I couldn't go through all that again. But it was all those... I remember when I was a kid, one of the things I heard, because I was good at cold reading people from a child. Like, at the age of eight, I was, I was looking at people mm -hmm. yeah. and I noticed things that I didn't understand, but yeah. I was like, what's going on there? Yeah. And... Uh, some, I remember somebody saying to me, oh, it's the quiet ones you have to watch, like mm -hmm. to my mum. And I thought, well, that's a weird, because I was thinking, how does she know I watch people? Because I would think, oh, you're a liar. You're an adult, but you're pretending to be your mum. 
Oh, no, I shouldn't say. You pretend <laughs> you're, pret- you're, no, no, you're pretending to be an adult, but then I'd mm-hmm. hear your conversations, or you're acting like kids, or the dad. You're supposed to be scared. He's always in fights and beating people up. But I hear you with your mates, and you're being silly. So I didn't trust adults. Um, but but my thing was going into the school system. Yeah, was- it was like looking back now. It was abuse because it's good now that this and it. But at the time. And people I know that it didn't work out for mm. were no different than me. I know people that are like geniuses, people that had photographic memories that work stacked shelves with. People telling me about politics over history that got me involved and we're delivering car parts together. I'm thinking, how did you not mm. get through the... But at school, it didn't work. Their personality, he's got a bit of ADHD, so he's not listen, he doesn't listen a lot. But he's, when you talk to him about what he likes, which has nothing to do with anything, mm. he's a genius. There was one... I'm sorry to take yeah, it down society, the again. Society creates a lot of exclusivity. We do that really on. But, but human this, beings do. Yeah, I mean, do I was just that. thinking about what really you're saying. And, and, the, and the hard the thing is, I've got having two kids, I can't protect them. I mean, I can't say, just because the first one is super bright doesn't mean he's going to have a great life because actually, I tell you what, I worry about him because he's, he, he f- sees and feels and, and is so vulnerable in so many respects yeah. because of, of the way he is, because he's very controlling, he's, he's always noticing things, mm-hmm. everything's in, you know. So actually, I can't protect them and, and life is like that, you know, that, that unfortunately, there's an unfairness to it. You know, and I think we've also forgotten that. You know, I was, I was I was with my cousin in Italy, and you know, she's one of these health freaks. Absolutely, eats exactly that. This that, mm-hmm. and she. Uh, we got to a point where I said, Liza, you know, we all die. You know, you can eat all. You can protect yourself by thinking, mm-hmm. if I eat this, I'm going to be well forever. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. You know, people get sick, and there's no reason for it. Yeah. We get things, and so I think we've also, as a society, think we can control everything. We control our education. We control the, the career path people have. We can. We can't. Life is really unpredictable. The main thing is having a good attitude, which you do have, mm-hmm. and being able to to confront mm-hmm. um, pro- problems things that people chuck at you and you know the best lesson for a person is resilience is being able to go okay that happened but separate it from actually I'm doing all right even if that that awful thing has just happened to me or someone has said that and I wish someone had taught me that because I had a massive breakdown at a certain point in my life and because I hadn't been taught that Mm -hmm. you know I thought that it was all my fault Everything that was going on around me was my fault. And actually, it's those lessons. It's that, that's why I think podcasts, going back full circle, are so important because we don't get to hear. We don't speak to our mums. We don't speak to our grandparents. That's what life's really about. I always found they learn most from people that had struggled because you can, everyone promote, gives them a sort of hologram of the best of them. Yeah. But then you feel like you're the only one doing that. And what we don't know is everyone's looking at everyone else thinking I have to be that hologram that everyone else is. So then that makes it hard for you, which is why I say I always be honest. And the stuff I've talked about on here where you'd go, oh, Jesus, like people have left the podcast because they didn't want to hear. But all I've done is talk about life. But if you don't do that, you make it harder for the next person. That's exactly right. And it's that that superficiality. And one of the best, and I'm sorry to bring you into this, but when I did the security for the escorts, right, and it's it's an extreme thing, but seriously, this taught me stuff. You realise how many people had perversions that were just normal people. Couch hand, muzzle hand. Oh, yeah. And you realise that there was no rules. (laughs) No. Like, it didn't make any... But don't you think... We talked about the guy that wanted to be a dog, like, treat like a dog. But he's a nice guy. He's done nothing to no one. 
And it was what's a wrong with that? Yes, but what's wrong with that? You don't exactly. have to have done Sorry, something wrong in order to like that. What's wrong with us to be treated like a dog? Yeah. If you just said it cold, but then you go, yeah, yeah he's not hurting anybody. No. But, I can but, understand that. I'd like to be a cat. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, but I mean, but anyway, but it, it was so weird, but then it was so normal that I thought, hang on. Well, two things. One was the amount of different types of perversion. I thought, right, yeah. surely everyone's perverted at some point in their life. But the other thing was how lonely people were because mm-hmm. 60% of the escorts I dropped off never had sex with people. Mm. At every level, They didn't everywhere. want the sex. It wasn't about sex. Yeah, it was companionship. Christ, people are paying to have somebody sit for with For companionship them. Yes. or and whatever that, it is. Yeah, and yeah. it was, again, that thing seen behind the, the scenes of, oh, people are lonely, man. Like, it's not a little thing. It's not like a few people. There was more people that weren't having sex that were. And that's on a low-level escort. It's not like right. behind yeah, somebody's yeah. got a PhD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I could, over two years, I thought, wow, like, people are sad like there's a lot of loneliness going on i think there's two things there that really strike me i think one is that the people that are really rich they're the really rich layoffs it's like don't give a shit I mean, they really don't. And if, they're, if they've got perversions, they're happy to discuss it because no one's going to... Who, who, who's going to say anything to them? They can do what the hell they like. They've got yeah. the money. They can protect themselves. They can even get the lawyers that they want. They can get whatever they want. Well, then you've got the, lo- the lower, you know, the, however you want to describe it, that are doing what they like, I suppose. It's the kind of middle lot that want to hide... We want to show this yeah. layer of, you know, we've worked hard to get to this yeah. place. So now we're going to show that we, you know, we deserve to be here. Yeah. And therefore we don't, like I always get barred, like I said, from a pub. Yeah. Because that's like, oh my gosh, I've done something out of, out the, of norm the norm yeah. well, in that, in that band. They, they can't, in their mind, they can't afford to lose what that's, they've got. It's they've tenuous. worked so hard. It's tenuous. Yes. It's not family money. It's not stuff that they've yes. had for years. You know, we... You know, you're, you've worked hard to get to this place and you mm-hmm. want to protect it. So you're not going to tell people. You're not going to, you're going to yes. hide your, if you have perversions. You're going to hide them. You know, and this, the other thing about loneliness, I think Imagine we're more lonely. Imagine what you're saying you walking your pig. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Well, you can imagine that, you know. Imagine but I, Well, I this know. is the I thing. I get pig. people look at me. I've actually had people defend, friends of mine defend me and say, do you know what? So they've been saying things like, oh my God, that woman. Do you know, she, there's a woman in, ra- walking around the area with a pig yeah. and, they, and they're like, they think you're what taking idiot. it to market. Well, they, you go they, with their pick, no, they market. just think I'm. They think I'm insane. But isn't it basically. funny though? Both of us instantly said that's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's the mentality of the it's people the mentality. judging you. But yeah. this guy, this friend of mine, defended me in a pub and said because they were they were they didn't know he knew me. And he went, actually, that woman is very clever, you know. She's got her own company. Yeah. And he that, was defending yeah. me, bless him. She's teaching it to fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, so, so it was really funny, you know, that he, he felt he had the need to step in. I said to him, Stu, leave it. Don't worry, love. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You don't need to defend me. And but his wife was going, he did, you know, he defended you. Yeah. He stood right up for mm-hmm. you. <laughs> but that, see, that's the <laughs> small thing there. She signed his by the way. <laughs> yeah. She signed it over That's the right, yeah. Uh, it's, not even really, boss. it's not even a really contradiction, but if more people were just being themselves like that, an intelligent woman walking mm. down the road with a pig, <laughs> that to me is beautiful. And I'm not, I don't mean to be funny, but remember, we've had conversations. Yeah. I said, the ugliest thing I see, uh-huh. I'm not just generally... Is what are the family called? The Kardashians. Yeah. Kardashian. Oh, yeah. I'm at the gym and I see Terrific. it, and there's light, there's 10 lights on them just walking from a room to a room, or they're in their pajamas and then you've got the name brand here mm-hmm. and they flick the thing up. And I go, that is repulsive. Like, that yeah. feels like an ugly thing to me. So when I hear something weird, <laughs> like the like pig, the I think that's what life is. That's it. It's the sort of a human being being normal. Like, mm-hmm. one of my favorite people in the world is an escort 
who I used to work with. She's only 18. She used to do a GC- She was going yeah. to school in the morning. She studied art. And she used to tell me about art history while we were sat in the vet. And I thought, and she's really insecure. She sort of latched onto me because I used to talk about stuff and even you know, mostly the morons these people usually work with. And I, I thought, oh no, she's pushing me up on her ladder because she started talking to me about this and asking me stuff and texting me all the time. And I thought, she doesn't realise how much I admire her. Because what she does on her own, a tiny little flat, does this with men mm. and then goes to school the next morning. She used to say to me, it's embarrassing, like I go there and the kids are all giggling. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I was out. Yeah. And to this day, I thought, I admire her over ever because she's a human being. She's doing this thing, but she battles it on. She's young and she's studying art and she's doing this and, she, and she's teaching me stuff. But I thought if more people, if, if I could, because I want to have her on the show, but I can't do it because you know, the light mm-hmm. couldn't the cameras. I thought, I wish people could just see her and go, that, not me, her. The reality. That's yeah. normal. That's okay, man. It's all right to do that and think that nobody's It takes hurt. huge courage. I mean, it takes her huge courage, but she does have a, by the sound of it, she's someone who's got real pur- you know, purpose and she wants to achieve what she wants to achieve. Well, so she sounds very driven as a person as well. I think some, from what I've seen of life over people, it's, it's too weird because some people just, right, we're going to get into spirituality, which I try to stay away from. But certain people just carry things with them. So when they're born, it's there. We can tie it up in psychology, but that's just early spirituality. It's just mm-hmm. we're going to the easy answer. But it's spirituality. And what I, you, I've seen 17-year-olds paying other people's bills and paying their own. And then I see men in their 30s playing computer games. And they've got no response. And you go, that's not accidental. That You haven't got enough life to learn to be that way. And you to be that way. It's not like it's 700 years of life and that person's more mature. If you've had 17 years, how are you that mature there? And that person... Or... Well, so it's I know your environment that, as well. That's, you know... No, but, no, but like, like, I know... Right, again, so. sorry to bring it down, but it's just my life. Mm-hmm. So I know... From coming from a shit background all my life, not just I'm talking about 35 years of shit background, and a lot of the rapes that had gone on with people that I'd work, escorts, mm-hmm. normal people, because people latched onto me, people that I'd known from clubs eventually come out and told me stuff. And there was one person who'd been raped three times by the time she was 19, and it gets worse than that. And there was somebody else that happened to once, and I can't get too specific, but the once mm-hmm. it basically ruined the life. Mm. the person out to three times I was in a shop once and knew her for a while and she was in the shop and she was talking to a woman over the till was a little old woman I think she let her go first and they were laughing mm-hmm. and I was looking at her thinking she's nine, 18 at the time you wouldn't know just, just, just a normal person in the shop but you wouldn't know her story that person dealt with it and it ruined everything that person it happened to so many times and she just gets on she says you know the last time I just let him get on with it because from it's, I thought, how have you learned to? How has your brain coped so early on with that? But that person, it it crumbled them. Or like with me, how did I not just snap and commit suicide? And how did the other person seen somebody kicking the, their own car once because they mm-hmm. got a parking ticket? Mm-hmm. You go, what life? But you haven't got enough life to have learned for the brain to develop that way it happened too short if it's somebody at 16 Maybe. 17 yeah you've carried stuff with you from before that your brain's already we don't know do we? that's the truth yeah. that we just don't know situations we have no people idea. we don't know and also you don't know until you're in that situation yes. how you handle it and actually um i think that I, I you know i do a lot of coaching so a lot a lot of my work is coaching where i'm just listening to people and they're telling mm. me things and I think there's a real honesty there because you have to trust the person that's coaching you. So they, they tell you stuff that goes a long way back and, you know, and forward because you're mainly 
you're not really doing the psychology piece. You're trying to say, well, how does this affect yes. what we're going to do next? You know, the future. And I think that lots of bad stuff happens to, to a lot of people. And you might not know the guy kicking the car, what has happened to get him to kick that car. You know, you, you just don't know. You don't know. We, we, the thing is, we walk around and we think, we look at people. People look at me and think, oh, she's a perfectionist or she's this. Or she, you know, I've often had people say, first met, I didn't think I'd really like you. But then I got to know you and I thought, actually, you're all right, really. Mm -hmm. And you just think, hmm, okay, so, you know, the, we give impressions. So first, you don't know what those people have done. And also, you are taught, I think, you're taught. There's things about getting yourself, not getting yourself into certain situations. Mm -hmm. There is something about that. Uh, what do you mean? Well, if you're, you know, being really more... Some people are really super careful and some people aren't. Mm -hmm. um, so you can get yourself in situ situations you don't want to get yourself into. And also, sometimes people are born in a family where they teach them to fight. I mean, they literally do. So, so, some uh, of, so it might not yes. just be... It might not be what they're born with. It might no, be but I mean, even yes. like an ability to no, fight. No, I've always looked behind the story of the person. That I wouldn't say anything. So yes. there's another girl that was 17 was paying her bills yeah. and paying somebody else's. Yeah. And she's one of the most mature people I've ever met at 17. And I knew her backstory. Her parents were still together. There's no major problems. It wasn't a great life. But she was just one of the people that was slightly out of the loop. If you met, you know straight away people that are out of the loop and they've just, mm -hmm. that's the way they are. And the people that I've met, I thought... No, the world could not change that person. No money. You could come up to them with money and say, I'm going to change your work. There's a million pounds. And mm. it's irrelevant. You yeah. can't buy them. You cannot buy them. But they're young. So how can you... You haven't got enough time to have developed a life that has made you be that person that's in you from the start. And this, you know, your synapses are firing in certain ways. But... Oh, it's, 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 I'm trying to skew it away from spirituality while going into it. <laughs> but I just think... That there's something oh, I, love the, I love the spiritual side of it. I mean, I think... There's so much we don't understand, um, and well, you can't be close to it. I think people, the spirituality people... thing is there. I've, I've purposely, all my life, stayed away from talking about it because the, the reason I put the magazine together was because I had certain spiritual proclivities, and when I tried to look into it when I was about twenty, it was like everybody was taking the piss out of it. The mm -hmm. magazines it was all a joke. They didn't know what they're talking about. Nothing to do with spirituality. Mm -hmm. Then I got older. People writing on spirituality, but I can know from looking at them if they're spiritual or not, and realizing I barely see nobody, but they're mm -hmm. writing books on spirituality. And all it is is philosophy. Because mm -hmm. nobody was, knew anything about spirituality. The philosophers started talking about spirituality. But spirituality is like... It, it's, it's a th oh, see, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> but it's, it's, it will be as normal as the internet is. It will be that normal. So if I said it's 1920, the thing's going to come along. We'll have this yeah. mobile phone. It's going to have all the answers of the world in it. And uh, it's not going to be a king or a queen. Only. Kids are going to kick it across the floor. You go bullshit but it became normality and spirituality is sat there now and my first article that i wrote because i thought right you have to be very careful with the language i use i can't i have to explain it in psychological terms before i talk about spirituality um i, I realized that you you can't push things too quick you have to get the respect first you have to prove something first so my thing was do this thing mm -hmm. and the whole idea is to get to spirituality so then i can then talk about it and the only reason I would talk about it was because I was fairly ignorant anyway, and I'm quite immature, so I don't really care. But the people that do know about spirituality is my second article, which yeah. is called the, the Silent Ones. They know, and they don't say anything because it's like an adult hearing two kids in a playground having a go at something. You're not going to jump in and say, you know what, you don't know what you're talking about. 
that's what spirituality is like a massive maturity that's just been given to you and you just look at the world as their children it's like me even though i'm sorry to be arrogant but i, I thought the world's full of kids that mm -hmm. i look around i just see constant patterns in everybody just apes just apes you're all following this apish behavior it all comes down to sex and this and power but you can't there's no point going you're wrong because of this. Listen to me about spirituality. I'll tell you. Most of the problems in the well, world... Well, people have to go on their journey, don't yeah, they? Exactly. But the so problem they is, we don't live energy. in a world... No, we, we don't live in a world yeah. where you can have any sort of mental hierarchy. Physical is fine. Yeah. But if you say that's a wise person that we should listen to, we don't really like that. The Eastern culture, they do sort of still hold on to it. Over mm -hmm. here, it's based on what you do and how much money and what you've done. Mm. So it's very childish. But we haven't. We almost have to go back to the Egyptian way of going. That's the person you should listen to, and they're the people that should be running government and things like that. Not people that are businessmen and things. But it will. It's sat there now, waiting for people to discover it, and it will be. And yeah. I only ever even mentioned the word spirituality till about ten years ago when people started talking about ayahuasca and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I heard a woman that I knew wasn't spiritual talking about she taking a drug. She was a journalist at NBC, mm -hmm. and she just gave it all up. And I thought. She said stuff that was so specific, I thought, oh, shit, the chemicals are bringing us into it. Science will lead mm. us there. Because I know it's sat there, but nobody's saying anything because the language doesn't even exist to communicate. Because for years in my head, I've had a conversation with myself, trying to find the right sentences. And I've never been able to, the second I start talking about it, I'm immediately deviating from what I'm trying to say. Because I haven't got the language to, it's like trying to explain colour to somebody that doesn't seem colour. I don't know how to translate it. You yes. can't. Like with anything, I was having a conversation with somebody um, as a doctor a couple of months ago, and he was talking about the, the history of gay. Because I said I had to look for people to admire. So there was like Harvey Milk, people that really struggled. Nowadays, there's no one. I ain't got nobody to look up to. So I had to go back into history. And Harvey Milk was the first mm -hmm. gay politician. And we were talking about being gay. And I thought, oh, God, the way he's talking about it, it's like with the spirituality is what I'm trying to get across. Because when you're at the start of it, mm. there's no language. I can't go from the 1920s. Guess mm. what? Gay people love each other. What's the word gay? You mean brain damage? No, gay. Mm. Love. Mar Why do you, but it's a get abomination. It's not gay. What do they medically? So, it, so there's, you haven't even got any. It has to slowly creep in. I think in, there's another in. problem with spirituality, actually. I think that it's very personal. Mm -hmm. So I think that, like you said, it's you. You can spot it in someone, but it's yeah, with it's, no, it's, you, it's a. It's you, you're going down that road again of thinking it's not a real thing, and this is my point. It's sat there now. It's there now. It's just certain people. It's you can't say because it, it. You instantly it sounds like hubris. Certain people have just their brain. If I stood next yeah, to you, Michael, you, you, if form, I st you have to form it. Yeah, yourself. you do. You need no, to. No, but no, well, no, no. But this is my you thing. Know, you're, go, you're going <laughs> down not a philosophy like a hidden object that you. Discover you you reach. I think you're you're kind of referring to. What you're, are you saying? It's an understanding. No, see this. Is so awesome. it's literally it's being more, able to see something that other people it's can't more see. Real. So you can see something other people can't see. There's a place, right? Religion. But it sounds like Nirvana or enlightenment. You're no, but that's see, what it's. You're, you're right. No, that's no. How, what it sounds but like. You're still holding on to philosophy. You're still not understanding the reality of what it is. But in order to to give it some rhetoric, you have to. You it have has to, to start slow. It has to start slow. And I might not even be here when it happens. But my point is. You Some people say, like, you're not born with the soul, you earn one over time. You yeah, but this is one. human beings, shotgun blasting everywhere with yes. religion and ghosts and afterlife. They don't know what they're doing, but they know there's something there. But my point is, 
it's as real as that cup I, I, there. Maybe I have a bit of, well, yeah, I, I have to say something. I have a bit, only a little bit of an issue with some of it. Mm-hmm. I totally am open to energies or whatever, you, you know, a, a, a certain, being able to see or understand something. What worries me is the power thing attached to it. So if well, someone says, well, I, I'm spiritually, in, you know, enlightened mm-hmm. and therefore now I have, I own the power. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that for centuries where, where people will say, I never say that. I have to say that. I will sit with teams or I will sit with a human being and I trust they have the answer, not me. Mm-hmm. Not because I have the enlightenment. They need to have the enlightenment. No, see, and all I'm doing is facilitating their thinking. I never look at them and go, you're childish. I'll think actually in terms of, because sometimes I do. Sometimes you'll, there's a little bit of me which will go, it will fire something up and I'll go, that's childish what that person's just said. No, but but you, actually, I'll see, think, hang on a minute, that's from their perspective. Yes. How did they not, come to that? How did they come to yeah. that? And yes. that's them, not me. No, no, because see, I'm, so you're doing, I can't judge. Is, it's judgment exactly the then. I'm it's saying. judgment. It yes. sounds like hubris because if, you, if I was to say, right, you are in a world of children, they're all in the playground, they don't know anything about marriage, they don't know anything about life, they're, they're just kids playing. If you. That model exists. It's called a child and an adult. Mm-hmm. What if there was another version that it went even further? The second you say anything, people go, you're not, you don't, secret, you don't mm-hmm. know thing." So that's why I say the silent ones, because maybe, right, so everything I've done, have you ever heard me talk about things before? I said, I'm going to give everything away of my life, do all uh-huh. this before I even mention it. Now, if I came out at the start, Mm-hmm. I mean, guess what? I'm going to take. Then it means nothing. You're just another arsehole. The whole point of this, every day, this, the magazine, the thing, the, building up the respect. Like Ten years gone. It gave everything away. No night times, no day times, no Christmases, no birthdays. Sacrificed it all, and then because the, well, I first learned science, that's what I first mm-hmm. learned. So in my head, the scientific method, yeah. and I, so I always looked at the weakness first. So I said, I have to do stuff before I can say, right? How the hell did you? do that with nobody and no money. You, and then I can then go, at least when I say stuff, you can at least listen to me now because that's how big a leap it is. Because like, yeah, you've just well, proved my point. That's, By that's, you going, it's dangerous, you know, somebody's saying they're no more. The problem is, and this is why you should never believe me. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, why would you? Why would you? No, for no, what I, reason? But you know, is, let, I want to say that. That's why we have to have this conversation. Yes, exactly. And actually, I don't believe in silence. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't. I mean, if I was the type of person that believed in silence, then I wouldn't have a pet do. pig, to be honest yes, with you. you <laughs> but Theo, but, 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 listen, listen I, just speaking of silence. Um, I think we need to talk. Yes, this is why I found it's easier for me. This is why I grew a beard. Because everyone you've ever trusted, worshipped, or prayed to has had a beard. Jesus, Allah, Buddha, Santa. So I find it easier. Yeah, coincidence. All yeah. my students know I am wise. And therefore, they can trust <laughs> yeah. what but I no, say. It's easier simply to dress like a I holy would, man. I would be rather more... Rather than have to explain to people no, the spirituality there and where it goes. If I even said anything now, and either, honestly... If either of you even half believed me, yeah. honestly, I wouldn't say it, but I'd look badly on you. I think well, you're a naive person. This is why I don't get involved in spirituality mm-hmm. and all that. And look, you, why you shouldn't is because there's so many people out there. The, work, the people you shouldn't go to for spiritual advice are the ones that are out there screaming. But that is literally contradictory to what a spiritual person is. You shouldn't give a shit. It matters not. And the only person that I've ever had a conversation with that I knew was spiritual, that I felt, the only time in my life I felt like a child in the presence of that person, I fucking asked her once. I was so embarrassed. 
I said, why don't you like do the lottery or something like that? And the look in her eyes, as if like, what do you, why? I don't care. This is an old lady. She said, I'm not bothered. Mm-hmm. I'm not bothered she had no money. TV in the house. She said, why? It's not about and years money. later, for month, year, a couple of years after that, I was thinking, stupid bitch. Like, what do you... And then years later, when I started to get into my own head of figuring out what all the words were and the things, I thought, oh, I get that look now. Like, it doesn't matter. So, like, when I've done this... Yeah, so say, you went no, on a personal journey to, this, to reach a no, point of enlightenment. No, no, it's not enlightenment. It. It's not enlightenment. See, that's the thing. Not more it's nothing to do with being smart. It's, it's not about being it's smart. It's not about smart. smart. No. Enlightenment is no, no, about no. smart. I feel like an idiot still. I feel like an idiot still. It's just my brain's broken in a certain way. But we all feel like idiots. All of us, all the time. you don't recognize that you're an idiot, you're never going to get smart. No, no, but listen, when you say the word enlightenment... Or maybe you don't want to get smarter. Yeah, exactly. The, the word be happy, actually, idiot. be happy the way you are. Exactly. Listen, the word, it's about acceptance, isn't it? Really, the the, the word enlightenment that means there's something clever. It's not about being clever. All I know oh, is it's the, aware. The, the, You're the being board, aware. But it doesn't change You're anything. It maybe, doesn't change maybe not. You at least there's no enlightenment. It. It's just something's there. So it, I could be a, just a moron mm-hmm. compared to people that should be talking about stuff, but they would never say anything about anything. They just live their life and they keep their gob shut. Mm-hmm. So. But it's not enlightenment. It's just understanding that that thing is around you all the time. And then when you know what that is, then you see the board game that you're on and everything else in between, it becomes easier. So the conversations I've had about doing this and people say, it's been 10 years since you decided to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, and I said, time is irrelevant. It means that's your ego talking. Oh, well, I've got to be, do that. So you're an ape. You're still, an, you're still going, at this age, I should do that. We've had this thing about me not knowing how old I was. It doesn't matter. Your children for asking. Who gives a shit? Because you can have a 17-year-old who acts like a third-year-old. So, so you've invented this thing called age, and then you bloody complain about it. So it sounds like, oh, I'm being quirky. No, you're stupid. Forget age. It's irrele- it means it's a human construct. So putting this together, mm-hmm. as long as the goal is the same, me being 20 having done it, 30 have done it, or mm-hmm. di- having it happen as I'm dying, it doesn't matter. This does not matter. So And it's not... It can go sound very esoterical, but what I'm trying to say is in the world of spirituality, I'm a bloody moron. I'm just throwing things out, trying to prove something where it's very immature of me to try and do that. But the only thing I could say is that why you should just even listen to me is that when it is all done and I explain why I had to do this, you can go, he's still not trying to make money off it. He's not trying to prove anything. I'm all constantly talking about how lacking in speciality I am. But then you have to at least go, right, scientifically now, we have to listen to him. Because he, on his own, did that bloody great big thing. And every time I do somebody, somebody asks me, how do you do that? The, the directing, the acting, the putting the podcast. I didn't know nothing. I don't know nothing about nothing. But the certain intelligences that carry anywhere, anywhere, it carries through everything. Doesn't mean I'm specifically good. But I can walk into a room and you mm-hmm. see the holes yeah. and everything. But it's not... It's being smart. It's just understanding what the board in front of you, the game you're on. Because some people are playing fucking snakes and ladders on a chessboard. But some people are happy. Doing. But the trouble is that some people, at whatever, for whatever reason in their life, are happy playing snakes and ladders, and mm-hmm. that's the thing. And there's an acceptance there. So I have a real, I have a very different attitude. And I, I really, do you know, I love everything you said. In a way, it attaches itself to whether you, anyway, you don't care if I love it or not. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. on a personal note, I'm just saying that I think, you know, I can see. 
I can see the aspiration and the self-actualization of it and the drive and the purpose and the meaning in it. And I think that that is, you know, but, wonderful. See, in but it's, it's an acceptance of people who want to place next. I mean, I'm sometimes with people who are just happy to place next in ladders. No, no, but see, and that's no, fine. Now, this is what I mean, right? So... I'm not the happiest person in the world. My life is full of fucking frustrations. How many times I've talked to you? The amount of gyms I get kicked I out of. I'm the I'm the freak here. <laughs> I know. I'm the, seen over here. No, like this. I, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that's why I'm glad we have everything I, filmed. I admire <laughs> people that just don't that's know anything right. about anything. They get married and they're yeah. happy. That to me is like, damn, they've got it better set than me. So it's that thing of intelligence can burden you. If, if it doesn't right. work out, because then right. it's just friction. You might as well just be, what does uh, Maya Angelou say? Um, uh, if you don't, um, if you can't accept something, change it. If you can't change it, leave. Because, so, but some people don't want to know anything. I'm not bothered. I'm just going to have my little life and I'm happy. That's it. That's it. I'm not, I'm not trying to tell mm-hmm. you how to be. All I'm saying with spirituality, it's nothing special. It's not about enlightenment. It's just one day we'll go, use the word gay or enlightenment. One day we'll go, oh, there's a thing there. Mm. that we didn't know about and it will be attacked it'll have think we won't have the right lexicon to describe it so the words will have to change and then one day it will be normal as anything but it will be science that takes us there but we haven't even admitted it's there because the people that should be talking about it don't and the people that do talk about it are the opposite the shiny soup spiritualists guys mm-hmm. so um my point is it's nothing about being clever it's just a thing that is there. It's like the internet's going to be invented and people don't know about it yet, but no. it's there. But it's not like knowing it means you're special. And that's my whole point. And I've said too much about spirituality anyway, so I'm going to stop there. Amen. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, all right, you can stop now. Then, right, that's what you're going to do. But my thing is just keep your <laughs> not mind open. about it. <laughs> Um, what have you got? What are you doing for the future then? If you've just got this, what have you got? Like, like in ten years, what do you want to be doing? Oh gosh, that's the sort of you. that's the sort of question that they do that they give you, don't they? Like when so you're in, a, in, a, in an interview. Yeah, so like Linda that. Green, you're what, are you, what are you going to do? Has, who has made a career you know, out of not love, making those decisions? That's right. I don't that's really have a plan. Here, yeah, that's right. Exactly. I don't really have a plan. No. I'd say. No. Um, I would say love and be loved if I was to be go. honest. But you've got the company you're <laughs> and, doing um, now. Yeah. So, so the company. Yeah, I've but got like the company you could say now. Maybe a school in the field. There's nothing in the background. Mm, I don't know yet. No. And I'm and I genuinely mean that. I think that um, I do. I'm not. Um, uh, I, I have I have goals, but a lot of the goals are very personal. So they might be related to helping my family or mm-hmm. um, resolving some issues, or you know, in terms of a long-term goal. No, I, just want, I just want to be. Want to I just want to talk to about enough. about. Uh, no, we haven't about got time. We haven't got <laughs> yeah, I get a chance to talk about no, what it is your company does no. actually. Um, so yeah, well, no, we haven't. No, but this has been really exciting. Anyway, <laughs> no, really interesting. I would like to know more. Well, right, we've got like two minutes. Oh, so. my, well, do you know my company helps yeah. people to work out what they're going to do in the next, and the name of that company next two is? years, Leading Creative leading Talent. Creative, which right, is so, I've so Leading Creative Talent, yeah. in a nutshell, does... It helps people to work out where they're going to go, what yes. they're going to do, uh, and um, it helps the people and the staff and the talent they have to make it happen. So are you working with uh, particularly individuals with new ideas? I work with individuals. I work with companies. I work um, with entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I work I work with people who want to make something happen, similar so to what you're the doing, model really. That, what, from what little I've seen about, by asking, you know, who are you and uh, why now? Why are you doing this now? Yeah. To which I ask, you know, why not you? Or why not now? If not now, when? As the old, uh, Hebrew expression goes. Um, could you see this model being used, for example, in schools 
Yes. With I think you could use it anywhere. I actually think that the, 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 the model that I've um, designed, and it is, I mean, I know on the TED Talk I had the kind of patterns, people and purpose, mm -hmm. but actually... It, it, it's much deeper and goes and is a lot longer than that. It's sure, based on years of work. So um, I'd say you can use it anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can. I use it with my kids to help them work out where they're going in life and what they want to achieve, to respect them, to give them acceptance of who they are and what they want to be. I work with entrepreneurs and help them to win very quickly. If they, if they want to make a lot of money, mm -hmm. um, I help them do that. I work with um, public service broadcasters who want to make a difference to their nations. Mm -hmm. um, I work with charities who want their message to, to be told. So do you examine what it is their ultimate goal is and then do a sense of a personal SWAT to find out, you know, what... what Not what SWAT, really, I, mean, I do. I would know how else to, to yeah, describe Yeah, no, but, I, I mean, do a... Um, I do... Um, uh, an analysis, I suppose. Like but a gap analysis for them? Or? Not really, no. I t actually, it depends who I'm working with. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I look at their patterns, really. I look at the patterns in the market. If it's a market piece, I look at their patterns as a human being. Mm -hmm. um, and I look at um, what works for them, what isn't working for them, what's helping, what's not. Um, and how then much I of that, sorry, how much of that comes from, you know, uh, tangible uh, uh, background uh, results and how much of that comes from your own insight? I it's, imagine it's, you're very good I'd at reading say the I'm really well. good at, mm, I don't tend to go, I tend to keep myself as pure as I can. So I don't tend to. But you can't help but react I, 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 I translate it. So I'll look at, right. I'm very good, I tell you, I'm good at. I, t I call myself a conceptual creative mm -hmm. in a sense that I'm very good at looking at like a landscape right. and going, that's important, that's important, that's right. important. And, and very quickly being able to help them to align their people around that mm -hmm. and to have a really clear purpose that has meaning to those people so that they make, they win quickly at arriving at their goal. That that, that's say, kind do, of what do I do. Find sometimes you have people who, are, who think they have a clear goal but aren't really clear. Yeah, no, a lot of the time some people have a clear goal and it's probably not yeah, where they suitable. really want to be. or So that's why when you ask me what you want to do in the next 10 years, I haven't sat down on myself. Maybe I should have done what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. After this, and on that note, <laughs> Linda Green, thank you very much. Thank you. Watching shadows on the wall. Screen that's cold. I'm in the corner with my head in the dream. To myself, I quietly think so many things to get you off. And I go and I scoff and take another drag of my cigarette.